the thunder mutters. Poetry and Music Podcast presented by Becky Dello and Adam Horowitz. Episode 11 John Clare's The Shepherd's Calendar, October Welcome to episode 11 of The Thunder Mutters. We're back with John Clare after a lo- rather long month that didn't quite work out as we planned. But here we are with John Clare's Shepherd's Calendar, October, and a couple of other surprises towards the end of the programme. Just a reminder that if you are enjoying our podcasts, please do go and pop some money in the pot at the website www.kofi.com forward slash the thunder mutters that's k-o hyphen f-i it just helps us pay the hosting fees to keep the podcast up and running and stops us from going completely bananas in this extremely strange autumnal weather we'll probably still go bananas anyway adam but in the meantime we hope you enjoy us going bananas bringing you John Clare's beautiful poetry and Becky's wonderful playing of the music he played. Well, the pandemic is well and truly raging on and on, and I can't quite believe how quickly we're galloping through this year. The end of October already. The leaves are turning beautiful shades and falling to the ground, and there's a chill in the air mixed with the smell of wood fires from the cosy cottages around me, and there is rain. Lots of rain. So... This episode, we bring you Claire's take on October, a wonderfully atmospheric, albeit short poem, depicting the melancholy, but also the beauty of the month. I start with Daniel's hornpipe, which is a variation of a tune called the Brewer's Horse, chosen for the association with both beer and horses, mentioned by Claire. Next is Betty Brown. I could say I chose this because Betty's surname reminded me of the colour of autumnal leaves, but that would be lying. I just chose it because I like the tune. Then a hunting we will go, obvious reasons. This is followed by Mother Goose, inspired by the line, the geese flock gabbling in the splashy fields. It was quite splashy out on Minchinhampton Common this morning, and so now I have two very muddy and smelly dogs. Anyway, next is the White Cockade, just a good tune again. And finally, Kemp Shot Hunt for the obvious reference. So, without further ado, here's Becky playing Daniel's Hornpipe. Thank you. 
The Shepherd's Calendar, October. Nature now spreads around in dreary hue, a pall to cover all that summer knew. Yet in the poet's solitary way, some pleasing objects for his praise delay, something that makes him pause and turn again, as every trifle will his eye detain. The free horse rustling through the stubble land, and bawling herd-boy with his motley band of hogs and sheep and cows who feed their fill o'er cleared fields rambling wheresoe'er they will. The geese-flock gabbling in the splashy fields and quaking ducks in pond-weeds half-concealed or seeking worms along the hum-close sward, right glad of freedom from the prison-yard, while every cart-rut dribbles its low tide, and every hollow splashing sports provide. Hedger stopping gaps with pointed bough made by intruding horse and blundering cow, the milkmaid tripping on her morning way, and fodder as oft though early cutting hay, dropping the littering forkfuls from his back, side where the thorn fence circles round the stack, the cotter journeying with his noisy swine along the woodside where the brambles twine, shaking from dinted cups the acorns brown and from the hedges red oars dashing down, and nutters rustling in the yellow woods, scaring from their snug lairs the pheasant broods. And squirrels' secret toils are winter dreams, picking the brown nuts from the yellow beams, and hunters from the thicket's avenue in scarlet jackets startling on the view, skimming a moment o'er the russet plain, then hiding in the coloured woods again. The plopping gun's sharp momentary shock, which echo bustles from her cave to mock, the sticking groups in many a ragged set, brushing the woods their harmless loads to get, and gypsies' camps in some snug sheltered nook, where old lane hedges like the pasture brook run crooking as they will by wood and dell. In such lone spots these wild wood roamers dwell. Commons where no farmer's claims appear, nor tyrant justice rides to interfere, such the abodes neath hedge or spreading oak, and but discovered by its curling smoke, puffing and peeping up as wills the breeze between the branches of the coloured trees. Such are the pictures that October yields to please the poet as he walks the fields, 
Oft dames in faded cloak of red or grey, Loiters among the morning's dripping way, Will wick a basket on their withered arms, Searching the hedges of home close or farms, Where brashy elder trees to autumn fade, Each cotter's mossy hut and garden shade whose glossy berries picturesquely weaves their swathy bunches mid the yellow leaves, where the pert sparrow stains his little bill, and tuttling robin picks his meals at will. Black ripening to the wan sun's misty ray, here the industrious hussifs wend their way, pulling the brittle branches careful down, and hawking loads of berries to the town. We unpretending skill yet half divine to press and make their elden berry wine that bottled up becomes a rousing charm to kindle winter's icy bosom warm that we its merry partner nut brown beer makes up the peasant's Christmas keeping cheer while nature like fair woman in decay which pale consumption hourly wastes away upon her waning features pale and chill Whereas dreams of beauty that seem lovely still. Heath firs still delights to dwell, quaking as if with cold the harvest bell. The mushroom buttons each moist morning brings like spots of snow in the green tawny rings, and fuzzballs swelled like bladders in the grass, which oft the merry laughing milking lass will stoop to gather in her sportive airs, and slive in mimicked fondness unawares to smut the brown cheek of the teasing swain with a black powder which their balls contain, who feigns offence at first that love may speed, then charms a kiss to recompense the deed. Flying clouds urged on in swiftest pace, like living things as if they run a race. 
the winds that o'er each coming tempest broods, waking like spirits in their startling moods, fluttering the sere leaves on the blasting lee that litters under every fading tree, and pausing oft as falls the pattering rain, then gathering strength and twirling them again. The startled stock-dove hurried whizzing by, as the still hawk hangs o'er him in the sky, crows from the oak-trees quawking as they spring, dashing the acorns down with beating wing, waking the woodland's sleep in noises low, pattering on crimped brakes withering brown below, while from their hollow nest the squirrels pop adown the tree to pick them as they drop. The starnel crowds that dim the muddy light, the crows and jackdaws flapping home at night, and puddock circling round its lazy flight, round the wild sweening wood in motion slow, before it perches on the oaks below. And huge black beetles revelling alone, in the dull evening with their heavy drone, buzzing from barn door straw and hovel sides, where foddered cattle from the night abides. These pictures linger through the shortening day, and cheer the lone bard's melancholy way. And now and then a solitary boy, journeying and muttering o'er his dreams of joy. So that was Becky playing out October with the Kempshot Hunt. And we have a few surprises for you now, because, as you know, we have been asking people to contribute poems and music in response to John Clare. We did two shows in the summer, completely of poetry and music by other people, and we have two new responses this month to share with you. First up is The Singing Tree. The lyrics are by poet and dramatist Giles Watson, a lifelong enthusiast for the works of Clare who counts a visit to Helpston as among the most transformative experiences of his life, and the performer is Australian songwriter Simone Keane who wrote the tune as well. They've also released an album, Whale Breathing, which celebrates ocean wildernesses. This is followed by a poem by Brian Johnston called John Clare's Rules which will appear in his forthcoming collection with ARC publications, The Marks on the Map, which is due out this year, may even be out now. Summer's heat, she was clad in green. 
thousand leaves or canopy The sunlight edged between In autumn as I wandered by Tree was crowned in red A diadem of holes and thorns About her leaning head But in the winter's light she stood As naked as the sky I stood dazzled as a hair could not pass her by For all her dresses swept before a wind that rose to fling It sodded through their nest of twigs and she began to sing I see it from an ancient hoar enclosure passed me by I gave a hundred men the shade and watched a hundred die. Factories and harvesters choked on smoke and dust. Watch the weeds entangle them and thrive amid the rust. Though you dally here a year, for me it's but an hour. Nature has her way with flesh and casts down every tower. But when I die, I shed a ward and roots spread white and long. A century or more beyond, your grandchild hears my song. I see it from an ancient horror and world wars pass me by. I gave a hundred men the shade and watched a million die. And so I've knelt beneath the tree, I cannot say how long. And life and death are not to me, there's nothing but this song. John Clare's Rules They sit before him as he writes An insult and a kindness, both the same Mementos of a tree he loved, sat under Loved another in its shade, laid plans He thought the tree would see, ancient as it was A familiar of the parish he had dwelt in It had favoured centuries before Centuries when fields were tilled, common land was open, free, for whosoever trod the paths, gathered brushwood, grazed their individual beasts. Gone, as is the oak felled in the name of progress, of profit to the carpenter, who, hearing of his loss, has made from it these rules that gather dust upon his desk. Rules pricked out in inches, the tree outtopped in feet. A kindness to allow of his regret. An insult mocking what he can't forget.
it's fabulous to get uh, contributions from listeners. So please do send, keep sending um, any tunes, songs or poems which have been inspired by the work of John Clare. Um, we love receiving them and we will put them into the podcasts. The tune that followed Brian Johnston's poem was George II, a great tune and tied into October because George's coronation was October 1727 and also his death was in October 1760. So quite a poignant month for him. And we'll be back in a few weeks. We're not going to say specifically when at the moment because things are as they are and things keep changing, but we will be back in November without fail with John Clare's Shepherd's Calendar November and hopefully something else. But in the meantime, thank you very much for listening and do, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, consider contributing to our Kofi Fund to keep the podcast going at www.kofi.com forward slash the thunder mutters. That's ko-fi.com. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks and keep safe. She says with a husky voice. <laughs> <laughs>